It's a blessing to dig into the word. I've texted the scriptures out to a few people, but if you don't have them, maybe someone here can text it to you so you can have that in advance. Not trying to not include anyone. Um, but have a little, uh, little thought on my heart this morning and, or this afternoon. And it's a blessing to be able to, um, to, you know, sit with the word and have it minister to you beforehand. And the thought that came to me, this came to me while I was driving. And the thought is, is that <clears throat> some people say that when you fall in love, it makes you do interesting things. Some might even say it makes you do something, some things that are maybe considered a little bit strange. Or some people might even say that love can make you do crazy things. Yeah. Now, when I say this, I want to be clear that um, I'm not using the word crazy in a negative way, but I want to talk about this in a way that was, was brought to me. And it was also brought to me that when we love God, sometimes we do things differently. Sometimes when we love God, we might... Um, um, we may speak to people differently. We may um, walk differently. And, and so it was, it was very clear to me as I was thinking about what happens when, um, when we fall in love and, and how changes sometimes come. And I remember, um, you know, I have the opportunity of working with young people. And I remember there was a young man uh, last year that um, several teachers were struggling with. Um, they often, he was um, uh, acting out and doing different things. And uh, this year, he was very different, and he was, he was pleasant to be around and respectful and, and different things. And, and when he was asked what the change was, he said, I got into a relationship. <laughs> he said, he said uh, um, you know, I, I have a girlfriend now, and I have to do things differently. And it was really interesting because, um, it, 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 you know, we had tried several different interventions last year, and none of it worked. But what I want us to think about and what was brought to me is when we are in a relationship with God, when God is, is guiding us, when God is, is guiding our footsteps, that we might act differently, that we might do things that someone might say that is strange or that is different or I don't understand it. These right. things may come, but we understand that when we are uh, in a relationship with God, that we are, we are in um, uh, the best relationship. We are, we are working with the God who put the stars in the sky and we are okay. I thought about the beginnings of my relationship. And I remember um, I was going to CalArts and, um, and Melissa was, was in Pomona. And um, I, I would get out of class and if someone was, if someone was watching my, my driving habits, I would get out of class in Valencia and I would drive all the way to Pomona and I would eat dinner and I would drive all the way to the desert and I would do that all again. And someone might say, why on earth is he driving like this? Why is he doing these things? Like there's a shorter way. There's a way you can go home and get, get there shorter. But they may not understand it if they just saw it from a, um, um, a high perspective of why is he doing this this way, right? And I was thinking about that and um, I know, I remember um, when we think about relationships, sometimes um, you might dress a little different. You might change, you know, how you dress. You might make sure that you get that shower in and, you know, do those different things, right? And it may change how you do certain things. And I remember that and 
Um, I remember changing, um, you know, thinking about what I wore, thinking about, you know, how I say certain things, how was I perceived, um, you know, and, and it's so, it's kind of stressful in the beginning, you know, there's so many different things yeah. to worry about, and you don't know if you're doing it right, if you're doing it wrong, but what I think is so important here is what, when we think about when we're working with God, that he is so loving and so tender, and he wants to uh, carry us on this way, and he gives clear examples of how we need to be, and how we need to walk through this world. Um, and so let us jump into the scripture. I think the first one is Titus 2 and 11. We're probably going to go through 15, but we may stop here and there. For the grace of God Amen. that bringeth salvation Amen. hath appeared unto all men. Amen. Teaching us Amen. that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, Amen. we should live soberly, Amen. righteously, Amen. and godly, in this present world. So let's stop right there and we'll continue in a moment. But when I think about this, um, thinking about the beginning, what he's saying here in the beginning is everyone will have an opportunity. Yes. It's not something that only a select amount gets. Everyone has an opportunity. Everyone qualifies. Everyone's tall enough. Everyone's fast enough. Everyone fits into this category. And then it goes on to talk about denying the world in some way. He's giving us very specific things that we need to do. Let us continue. Looking for that blessed hope mm -hmm. and glorious appearing of the great God Amen. and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Continue. Who gave himself for us. Amen. That he might redeem us. Amen. From all iniquity. Amen. And purify unto himself. Amen. A peculiar people. Amen. Zealous of good works. Amen. Let's stop right there. So there's several things that are so powerful. We look at 14. It says that he will redeem us. We can be redeemed from the things that, 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 that have plagued us. You know, I think so important is that, you know, sometimes we maybe have struggled. We maybe have misstep. But what it's saying here is that he can redeem all of those things. That he can forgive all those things. That, that, that those things can, can be taken away. And, and, and then it talks about once this is done, you'll be a peculiar people. You'll be different. You'll be set aside. You'll be, um, and, and when I think about that and when I think about the different things that, um, that God has blessed me to do, I know that this is true. I know that, that when you do the things that God wants you to do on a daily basis, you will be seen as peculiar in your workplace. You'll be seen as peculiar. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I think I testified a little while ago that at work when we have a tough uh, a parent, they say, we need to call Bryce. That wasn't because I'm just so great. It isn't because I just have patience of a saint. It's because I worked on it. And I looked at the word and it says this is what you should do. And, it, and, and, it, and you can apply these things. Let us, let us continue. These things speak. Amen. And exhort. Amen. And rebuke with all authority. Amen. That no man despise thee. Amen. Amen. So this is such a powerful scripture. because It talks about exhorting. It talks about people will see this work. It talks about that, um, that no man... Can, can basically uh, um, can handle this um, if, if you are following what he wants you to do. Let us continue. We're going to go to Exodus 19. Exodus 19. And 5. Verse 5. Amen. Now, therefore. Amen. If he will obey my voice indeed. Amen. Let's stop right there. What I think is so powerful here, he says, if you obey. He didn't say he's going to make you. It says, if you do. Yeah. That means that we have a choice here. 
This is something that you have to want to do. This is something that he's saying is here at the table. I'm not going to force you to eat, but if you want to do it, then you can have it. And I think this is so powerful because so many times in our society, I think people feel things are forced on people. Oh, I force you to do this. I force you to do that. But this is something that's saying is here at the table. You can come and get it if you want. And if you do, this is what will happen. Continue. And if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant. Amen, my covenant. Then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. Amen. For all the earth is mine. Amen. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Mm. These are the words thou shalt speak unto the children of so this is, um, you know, this is um, what he, God is inspiring, uh, what he should say. And I think it's so important because I think we can take it today. I think we can take what, what he was saying there. and I think we can translate it and, and carry it forward to, to 2022. And when we look at this um, um, scripture, it's so powerful because, um, you know, I, I, um, it says basically I own the whole world. I own the whole society. I own the, the, the stars in the sky. I have all of this. And within that context, you will be uh, uh, elevated. You will be uh, um, 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 set on a heel. And what I think is so important here is it's saying that this is how he will think, how he will think of you. And so I think it's so powerful when I think about that. Let us continue. Um, we're going to actually when I say continue. Let's go to First Peter 2. And eight. Oh, there's one more line. Sorry, go right ahead. Um, These are the words of which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Amen. And then First Peter two and eight. First Peter two and eight. And a stone of stumbling fell. Yes. And a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient. Whereunto also they were appointed. Amen. Continue. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Amen. That ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let's stop right there. So when I when I thought about this, I had opportunity to reflect. I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you, you are not saved and you are in the darkness and you are, you're struggling spiritually. And what it's saying here is for us to remember where he brought us from, yes. to remember that now we're in the light. Now he's blessing us. And we, we, we've heard uh, even in this uh, service how God has blessed us. And so when I think about this, I think about, um, you know, at times when you're when, you, when life is going well and you're you, you're well employed and your children are healthy and and you're going to work. It's important to remember that God has blessed you with these things, that God has blessed you to wake up this morning with a reasonable level of health. He blessed you to wake up and to if you feel a little bit of achies, you know, that that you're able to to stretch those out. But that's a blessing. I remember uh, one time I was in a job and I was struggling with it and I was feeling a, a bit depressed about it. And I was walking to work and um, someone must have, I must have been looking really down because someone looked at me and said, he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to work. He said, you need to put your head up. I was like, okay. And so but what I think is so important is, is that we need to remember that God has taken us from somewhere 
to where we are now and let us remember where we've come from. I don't know if you've ever had this before, but sometimes when uh, musicians, uh, um, they go from not being that famous to being famous. Some people say that, oh, they, didn't, they don't remember where they came from. They don't remember, they don't make music like they used to make it, right? Um, let us remember here. So when God has blessed us to be on the other side of the trial, let us remember what it was like to be in, when the trial was in front of us. Let us remember these things. Let us continue. Amen. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, Amen. which war against the soul. Amen. So this, I think, uh, the, if we're looking at 11, it talks about abstaining from um, fleshly lust. And I think about this because, you know, it, 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 it's very clear in the Bible of how we're supposed to uh, uh, go in, through the world. And, um, and it's very clear if you look around the world that um, these things are so important to think about is how do we uh, um, do things in moderation? How do we, um, you know, I want to be clear here. I'm not saying this. I've figured it out that I'm doing everything in moderation. I definitely uh, love my candy and eat too much of it. I know it. I want to be clear about that. Um, I want to be clear about um, these things. But these are something that is telling us to, to take account of. It's telling us that, hey, you know, um, look, at, look at your life. Look at the world. Are you, are, you obtain, are, you, are you trying to engage too much? Maybe you should pull it back. Because it's telling us here, this is what I call the road book to success. You do these things, and he can bless you abundantly. Let us go on to, um, I think it's Galatians 5 and 22. We're just, yes, go right ahead. Galatians 5 22. Yes. But the fruit of the Spirit is Amen. love, Amen. joy, yes. peace, long suffering, amen. gentleness, amen. goodness, amen. faith. Let's stop right there. Amen, amen, amen. For those of you that have children, you know that long, long suffering is not easy all the time, right? And it's saying that um, these are the fruits of the Spirit. That little scripture right there, if you do those things, you will be peculiar in the world. If you are able to um, have faith, if you, are able to, um, if you are able to have love, have joy. And, you know, I think about as a teacher, um, long suffering is a, is a big one. The reason I can work with all those parents is because of long suffering. That's the reason. You know, I think about if you take this as uh, um, you just take this scripture and try to, um, you know, work on those things and develop those things, it, it will it will set you apart. Gentleness. You know, I when I talk about love, this is another thing that I've noticed is when parents have children and they love their children, they change. And I think they change in a better way. I think about when I had my first child and. I wanted more than anything to quit my job. I was struggling in, in that job. I was, I was not enjoying it. But because I had a child that I was caring for, that I needed to, to provide for, that I needed insurance for, I was not going to quit that job. That the power, of the, the power of love that I had for my child and for my family superseded the uncomfortableness I was having at work. And it was quite uncomfortable. And so when I think about this and I think about um, how important this is when you have the love, 
when you have, when you're able to do this, then it's just, it all comes together. Let us continue. Amen. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh Amen. with affections and lusts. Amen. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us Amen. Not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and being one another. Amen. Let us stop right there. So when I think about this, um, this scripture. It's so powerful because as I, as I was thinking about this and meditating on this and what was coming up to me so clearly is that God has given us exactly what we needed. He gave us a, a, a playbook, if you will. So many times I think that, you know, I would look at the, the older saints and I couldn't understand how they were able to do some of the things they did. I remember talking to my father and I knew he was in a, a, a very big trial and I asked him, what are you going to do? And he said, I don't know, but I'm going to pray. And what I take that as is he had, he tapped into faith. He was able to, what was in, uh, if we look at 22 and talk about faith, I believe he had faith that, that, that God would work it out. He wasn't, too, he was worried about it, but he wasn't too worried that it was taking up too much of his life. And I remember being very uncomfortable. I'm like, God, I'm like, what are you going to do? He said, God's going to bless me. God's going to take care of it. And I think it's so powerful when I think about that. And then I, um, I think it's kind of funny when I think about goodness, when I think about what does it mean to be good? What does it mean to, to, um, to, to on a daily basis to be good? It's a challenge to do that on a daily basis. It's a blessing to do this. And the last thing I want to think, I want us to kind of ponder on and, and think about is I think about that God does this for us. You know, so many times I think when I, sometimes I hear Christians and it seems like they're acting as if God is up there so quick to, to, to put a line through our name. But if, if he's asking us to be long-suffering, if he's asking us to, be, to, um, to have faith, he's ask, asking us to, to do all these things, I believe that he's doing that ten times over and over and over again on our behalf. And I think it's important to remember that because I think it's a trick of the devil that wants you to think that as soon as you make a mistake that it's over. That you, you can no longer go back. That you can no longer fix it. I think that's a trick of the devil. And I believe that, that, um, that, um, that God can bless us in this situation. And so I just want to share that. That completes my, uh, my thoughts for this morning or this afternoon. And I hope that they were helpful to you.